1: And now, it's the Rob Black Podcast. You can hear Rob live every weekday morning from 10 to noon on 910 AM and talk910.com.
0: Just a little headline
2: news. Toyota, they're mulling over a record fine. The United States government wants Japanese automaker to pay. Fox News Radio's Jennifer Kuiper with details.
0: Toyota has two weeks to accept or contest a more than $16 million fine for its gas pedal problem. Transportation Secretary Ray LaHood says evidence shows Toyota knew last September that gas pedals could become stuck in some models, but waited a few months to recall millions of U.S. vehicles. The fine would be the largest civil penalty ever issued to an automaker by the government. Toyota faces hundreds of private lawsuits. Writing a check could be seen as an admission of wrongdoing, but fighting the fine could mean more bad publicity. Jennifer Kuiper, Fox News Radio. So
2: Toyota has all sorts of problems, and those problems could be your benefit if you need a new vehicle. Now, again, I tend not to recommend buying new cars, but some people insist. Toyota's loading back up on the incentives through April. Now, it's early April, so you got through April. Deals helped lift sales 40% last month. Toyota said they're going to continue offering discounted leases on up to eight models, the Camry, Corolla, and RAV4 included. It also said they're going to offer 0% financing on up to six vehicles, 0% financing, and expand a two-year free maintenance program to all customers. That's pretty sweet. Now, in the past, you had to pull your molars out to get Toyota to give you these kind of things, but now they're damaged. It's a little bit easier. The maintenance program was previously limited just to return customers, but the automaker says they're expanding the offer due to its popularity. Some of the leases and financing deals will vary by region, of course. Next up, Duke wins the NCAA Men's Basketball Championship over hometown Team Butler. And my bracket, well, I came in third out of 12. Very close battle last night. Very exciting game. Fox News Radio's Jeff Minoso reports from Indianapolis. I read one headline
1: this morning that said immortality bounced off the rim for the Butler Bulldogs last night, but Gordon Hayward's buzzer-beating three-point shot didn't make it in.
0: One of the
2: greatest games I've ever seen. This is my first Duke game, and boy, what, what, a, what a heck of a game for it to be.
1: The entire game, a close battle, and if you weren't standing, you were on the edge of your seat watching it play out and seeing Duke take home the national championship
0: so exciting like oh my god i can't even describe it in
1: indianapolis Jeff Minasso, fox news
2: radio to so duke wins there's a saying that says never bet against the, the south except for during the civil war uh duke i'm kind of happy about that because i own some rental property in raleigh so yay people feel better about themselves there long story short nah, who cares Glad basketball season's over. Looking forward to baseball season. Next up, a cyber prank leads to an actual crime and one confused customer. Police in West Hartford, Connecticut, say a 29-year-old, Richard Zay, he tried to answer a Craigslist ad for group sex, but he went to the wrong house.
1: The male relatives of that family who had been placed to block all the other guys who had showed up this morning tell him, hit the road, no, get out of here. So now he's thinking, well, I'll go back to the first place because that's the closest thing I found for female,
2: he goes back. Craigslist is the most dangerous thing in the world, in my opinion. It really is. You can find some crazy anonymous sex. You can find some crazy deals on televisions. You can get totally ripped off. You could think you're going to a group sex party, show up at the wrong place, be sent to the right place, only to go back to the wrong place to see if if things can't work out. I don't know. Craigslist is a wild, wild west, and uh, I just say, buyer beware. Your next trip to the dentist may not be as invasive as expected. Thanks to scientists overseas, Fox News Radio's Carrie Pollu reports.
0: Good news for people who dread going to the dentist. Scientists in Scotland have created a device that could bring an end to all that drilling and filling. It clips onto the mouth and passes a small electrical current through the tooth. Colors indicate the level of decay, giving dentists an accurate picture of the problem. Docs hope this new technology will allow them to catch decay early so they can treat the tooth with fluoride instead of putting in a filling. House Call for Health, I'm Carly Pouliot, Fox News Radio.
2: Now, here's the, the truth about this. There's no chance in the world the ADA, the American Dental Association, is going to allow electrical device in your mouth that can find cavities earlier that can be treated with fluoride. Why? Because there's big money in veneers, there's big money in cavities. There is 0% chance that they're going to embrace this technology. 000%. 0, 0, with that said, maybe some young new doctors will come up and figure out a way to market it. But the establishment, they're going to fight this one. Tooth and nail. And finally, from the Rob Black Darwinian wood chipper pile, Michael Jackson's doctor appeared in court again. I'm not going to throw him in the wood chipper. But more happened outside the courtroom than inside the courtroom. These are the people that are going to the wood chipper. Fox News Radio's Jessica Rosenthal outside the criminal court's building in downtown L.A. Fans of the late pop star held signs, sang Jackson songs, and yelled angrily about Dr. Conrad Murray, the man accused of involuntary manslaughter in his death. Some fans promised to keep up their presence even throughout a trial. There's uh, breathing and then there's being a Michael Jackson fan. It goes two and two together. Murray entered the courthouse through a private entrance, but once inside and just outside of a courtroom, many fans booed at him until a sheriff's deputy quieted them down. In L.A., Jessica Rosenthal, Fox News Radio. Are you freaking kidding me? There's going to be people waiting outside the Michael Jackson courthouse singing Michael Jackson songs until we finally get this doctor convicted or not convicted. The raw black wood chipper, each and every one of those losers who say things like there's Michael Jackson fans and then there's Michael Jackson fans. Every one of them needs to go in the wood chipper and they need to go in right here, right now, today. Uh, Is there nothing more maddening than the insanity that is the patheticness of America? Thank you very much. I'm going to copyright that. 800 345 5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800 345 5639. Let's circle back just a momento, talking a little bit about Toyota. They've been accused of hiding a dangerous defect. And it looks like the United States government's going to throw down $16.4 million of a fine. That's hitting them. And the proposed fine announced by Transportation Secretary Roy LaHood. Is the most the government could levy for the sticking gas pedals. It's the most. Ultimately, they're recalling millions of vehicles. So you hear 16.4 million, that's nothing. But ultimately, what could happen here is this could open up Toyota for more lawsuits. And it could show the court that America found him guilty. Therefore, you should find him guilty. So Toyota's recalled over 6 million vehicles in the United States, more than 8 million vehicles worldwide. Acceleration problems, multiple models, braking issues in the Prius. Documents obtained from Toyota said that they knew of the problem as late of, uh, as late September. Now, again, that's not—it's not like they've been hiding it for 25 years, That like cancer's bad. Uh, so I mean, this seems reasonable as far as a penalty goes, but it's going to open them up to a lot more. So how Toyota decides to handle these fines, it could pose a huge dilemma for the automaker. The company faced 138 potential class action lawsuits. Already, nearly 100 personal injury and wrongful death cases in federal cases nationwide, if Toyota pays the fine, that admission could hurt in the courtroom. But battling the government over penalties could undermine their attempt to basically move quicker on these recalls. So it may just be easier to pay it and then keep dragging out and drawing more attention to themselves. They don't want to do that, so they're just probably going to pay it. But, again, it's, it's all complicated because they don't want to look like they're guilty in front of the courts until these court cases go away or until they've had the ability to settle them. So it's, it's problematic, to say the least. I don't know. Where do you stand on the whole Toyota issue? I, myself, I love the incentives. I'm, I'm a financial bastard. I know that. I want money, 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 as uh, Bono went and said in the song Desire. to get your calls in there. It's 800-345-5639. If you want to drop me an email, you can. For instance, I got an email from Andre. Not Andre the Giant. He's dead. But Andre says, can you shed some light on the differences between a 401k and a Roth 401? Roth 401's newer. Regular 401, older. Regular 401 lets you take out money and put it into a savings account called a 401k from your paycheck before you pay federal taxes, state taxes and blah, 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 and um, um um uh social security and other fica taxes, okay? So 401k in California is more powerful than a 401k in other states because we have a really high state tax rate of 9.5%. So you get to put virgin money that you've earned that's never been taxed into a savings account. It grows tax-free for the next 10, 20, 30, 40 years until you need it. And then it comes out at your taxable income rate. Now, a Roth is slightly different because you pay the taxes first. It grows tax deferred. And then later in life, it's tax free. So ultimately, modern portfolio theory says if you're younger, you want to split the money probably 50-50, maybe 75 Roth, 25 regular. But as you, if you're older, you probably want to lower your taxable income bracket as much as possible and then put the rest of it into the Roth. That's my advice. I'm sticking with it. Stay with me. It's Rob Black Show, 9:10 a.m., 800-345-5639, more stimulating talk.
1: You're listening to the Rob Black Show on 9:10 a.m., more stimulating talk. Call Rob now at 1-800-345-5639.
2: this thing on of course it is it's the rob black show 800-345-5639 it's 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air tomorrow i'm gonna to do a little poetry reading of kubla Khan, and uh, it's all about my future in radio samuel taylor coleridge i don't know how long i want to stay in radio i don't know how long i want to stay on at the 10 o'clock time frame there's other things that i want to do for instance i want to be a court appointed guardian i know you're saying really i do I want to take over other people's kids when their lives get so messed up that neither the mom or the dad could be trusted. Um, I think I'd be good at that. I think I'd be real good at that. There's other things that I want to do. So we'll talk about other things that you want to do tomorrow. And this topic actually came up because my producer, Heidi, the lovely and talented Heidi, on her Facebook page, wrote something called Time for a Change. She just updated her her little memento, pimento, little box thing. Time for a Change. And everyone jumped on her like, you leaving your husband? uh you quit your job like people were like she, people thought it was a big deal and for her it's just a change of uh of viewing things in the world i think that's noble but also i think at times there there is a time for a change when your heart does go boom 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 and it's time to leave the scenery when you start feeling part of the machinery uh so let's talk a little bit about that tomorrow let's talk about some of the the more inventive ways of, of pursuing what makes you happy other than just money and cars and sex and drugs and women now those are all good things but let's talk about some other ones tomorrow so we'll try that of course it'll be a massive flop and we'll get back to business stories in 10 15 minutes because you listeners suck you don't call the show enough but yeah i'm thinking about actually leaving radio at the end of this year just, just walking away just doing it on my own terms so uh i want something more in radio i I want drive time i want to be able to help people who are working and it's tough for them to find this show. It's tough for them to make an appointment to come to 10 in the morning, to come to 11 in the morning. Now, the podcasting, it helps enormously. And you can get a copy of the show on a podcast at talk910.com, talk910.com. Even easier and even faster is going to Apple iTunes. You can subscribe to it. It'll update your iPod automatically. Um, or you can just download it onto your computer and you can listen to Rob Black and Your Money. It's Rob Black and Your Money at Apple iTunes. Um I will be surprised. I will be very, very surprised if I'm still doing 10 a.m. to noon this time next year. Um, I just, I, I, I'm losing my motivation for it. But not yet. I still have good stuff for you today. Um, first and foremost, I got to give this to Phil Mickelson. Phil Mickelson. He's a golfer, and we got the whole CBS uh, Tiger Woods Masters this weekend. I'm going to be watching. I don't know if you're going to be watching, but. Phil Woods, Phil Mickelson, his wife had cancer, and uh, he invited his cancer doctor, or her cancer doctor, who was a radiation oncologist, to basically come to the tournament and, and uh, basically be his, be his caddy. So in, in over three holes of the, the tournament, uh, and again, he, big prize money comes up. This doctor's a pretty good caddy. He gets three birdies in a row. Um, and I think that's kind of cool. And in the world... I believe in karma. I think bad things ultimately happen to bad people. I really do. And not so much because it's karma, but because they live a crappy lifestyle. They make bad decisions. They make decisions based on greed or selfishness. I don't think karma is the true cause of why they get what they get in the end. I just think, you know, we're creatures of habit. If you uh, thrive off calamity, eventually it's going to take your butt down. You may ruin my life for a year or two, but in the end, you're going to destroy your life. Uh, I mean, it's irrecoverable. So anyway, good move, Phil Mickelson. I think that's good, good, good karma. Guy helps your wife, you give him a fantasy to go to a a professional golf tournament and and be a a professional golfer's caddy. I think that's good, good karma. Hey, sign that the economy is getting better. Woot, woo! Home Depot, the world's largest home improvement retailer, is adding store jobs for the first time in four years in anticipation of a rebound in sales. They've already added to their payroll this year. Again, another little teeny tiny proof. And again, proof doesn't always mean proof. Go look up the the definition of the word proof. Go Wikipedia. You know, I'm writing, you know, one of my fantasy things is to to write for Saturday Night Live. And I'm writing a skit based on Saturday Night, on uh, Star Trek. And uh, remember, you've probably seen Captain Kirk talk about this in the past. You've seen Kirk talk about... Uh, you know, oh, yeah, we were so far ahead of the world. We we came up with the, the the communicator was the cell phone. But they missed so many things like Wikipedia. They missed so many things like the Internet. They missed so many things of, of the future. So I'm, I'm writing a skit about if they had actually gotten all those correct. So and uh, that's one of my dream jobs. So anyway, adding to the payroll. Home Depot adding to the payroll. So it's another little proof that things are getting a little bit better. Uh, they made a very conscious decision this year to hire into projections. So they see, you know, Home Depot and Lowe's, they're, they're kind of a flag. They're kind of an indicator on the U.S. economy. So why? Because when our homes are doing well, we tend to go out and paint our homes. When our economy is not doing so good, we tend to say, you know what? That paint's going to last another year. You know, that, that project where I'm going to build a sandbox my boy, it's going to be put off another year. So uh, Home Depot, nice Not an end-all, be-all, but a nice little bit of, you know, nice, nice. So I got an email from someone who wants to do their taxes this year on their computer. They asked me which one I recommend. I personally recommend TurboTax. I've used it before. Uh, Now it's too complicated for me, so I use uh, CPA. If anyone wants to use my CPA, drop me an email, and I'll send him business. He does good work. That's how I work in this world. I will only give you referrals to people I trust. People that I know won't screw you. So if you ever need a referral, if it comes from me, you know that these people won't hurt you or screw you. Another good one is taxact.com, taxact.com. And for 20 bucks, 18 bucks, it'll do both your federal and state uh, returns. TurboTax is 50 bucks, but TurboTax is pretty. <laughs> I know you're saying, did you just use the word pretty? I did. Sometimes I like to feel pretty. to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639. A little bit of business time, a little bit of business time, a little bit of business news for you. This is news that's out there that, hey, I think if if you learn the right business news, you learn how to invest a little bit better. Oh, yeah. It's business time. It's business time.
1: Kind of me to this song. Down to business, it's, business time. it's from Flight
2: of the Conchords. It's one of those songs in this world, whether you're seven years old or 70 years old, you kind of like it. It's kind of catchy. You don't even know what it's about, maybe, but it works for you. AT&T in the world of business business today said so they're going to spend $1 billion to upgrade their business network. Services and products for large companies worldwide. As well as for small U.S. firms, this is a sweeping enhancement. This is big. This isn't them trying to, you know, get the the AT&T God phone, the Jesus phone out there. This is them going after businesses with a billion-dollar investment. They're going to enhance their network traffic in global economic scales. They're trying to migrate voice to video and to data. The investment brings up to more than $4 billion that AT&T has spent to upgrade its systems and services uh, since 2006 for over 3.5 million businesses. AT&T is a business Company, They reflect business in in America. Well, for instance, we got sexy people who work on the fourth floor, both men and women, sexy, good looking people, except for one person who's got a weird eye eye wonky thing that kind of drifts left and right. Um, But when Clear Channel feels confident about the economy, they hire more salespeople. And when they do, they give more AT&T cell phones and they put more AT&T long distance on their accounts and things like that. So at and T's is big into business. So AT&T saying they're going to up their investment in business tells you another, another good sign that things are coming out of the recession. Broadband speeds, 24 times the slowest DSL speeds available over the phone company, WIRES. Uh, They're laying, you know, additional undersea cables to boost data flow from Europe and Asia. They plan to boost their mobile broadband capabilities. They plan to boost their Wi-Fi next-generation broadband technology called long-term evolution. Uh, They plan to get into what's called cloud computing. Again, this is a big trend in the world of business uh, where you store stuff online, wouldn't you love to have stored every song you've downloaded online? Wouldn't you love to store every video that you ever, ever wanted to keep online and then your, your computer crashes and you throw away your computer a little too early until you figure out that you can recover that hard drive? Oh, I wish I had that. My cell phone blew up last night. It blew up. little nuclear cloud came out of it. A little mushroom cloud. I didn't save all the phone numbers. I'm going to have to go, Heidi, I forgot your phone number. Can you give it to me again? I wish it was on the cloud up there that I can go get it with a new device. (sighs) Saves big money. And elsewhere in business, and this is, you know, we know California sucks. We know that we got a deficit problem through the yin-yang. Yin-yang is right next to the perineum. You know where the perineum is? You get bonus points today. So California's got problems coming out the yin-yang, right? And who doesn't love a good little perineum massage on occasion? So Illinois sucks just as bad as California sucks. They're struggling with a depressed economy. They're smarting from a ratings downgrade. It's likely to be forced to pay up when they sell bonds. So Illinois needs bonds. They need money to fix their roads, to to hire teachers and things like that. So Wall Street's going, you know what? You're going to have to pay a little bit more because your economy sucks. Your deficit sucks. Your politicians suck. You can't balance your budget. So ultimately the, the market is making a statement. Illinois long-term bonds are going to come in about 2.5 percentage points over treasuries. So the safest borrowing in the world, U.S. Treasury. If and for the record, the 10-year Treasury hit 4% yesterday, holy shnikes. That tells you the economy is doing good. In fact, what it tells you is now's maybe the time to start cutting back purchasing stocks and purchasing some bonds. Anytime the 10 year treasury is under four, I'm buying stocks. Anytime it's above five, I'm buying bonds. Not that's not religion, but the 10-year treasury is a very big indicator to me in my, my way of living. So anyway, um, Illinois sucks as much as California does. California debt yields about 2.9% over treasuries, whereas they're looking at about 2.5%. So they're just right behind us in the world of states that we don't know if they're going to pay back the debt or not, and thus they have to pay more to borrow. And what does that mean to you? In California, we got to pay almost 3% more than a treasury. So we're paying 7% for, for borrowing for 10 years. Basically, that's the idea. Now, treasuries are typically done in one and three and five years, not 10 years. But that's the idea. The 10-year treasury is at 4% right now. So we in California would have to pay about 7%. What's that tell you? That means we have to earn 8% from those investments to make it worthwhile. Or ultimately, it just means you and me, the taxpayer, we're paying more to improve our roads than Illinois is. A lot more than, say, a good state who's got their, their stuff together like Virginia. We're a state out of control. Our politicians have let us down. They're making us pay more than other states, and they need to be punished. Don't do anything evil. Don't do anything wrong. Vote them out of office. It's the Rob Black Show. To get your calls in there. air, it's 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. Coming up, I've got two stories. Why real estate's going to go up from here. And following that story, I've got a story called Why Real Estate's Gonna Go Down From Here. This is my life. Get your calls in there. It's 800-345-569. It's Rob at 910 AM. More stimulating talk.
1: to the Rob Black show on 9:10 a.m. more stimulating talk. Call Rob now at
2: 1-800-345-5639. Okay. I'm going to start a new segment on the show called F U. Spirit Airlines is going to charge up to $45 for carry-ons. Wait, wait, not bags that you check. Bags that you carry onto the airline, this is a charge that, that so far airlines have been afraid to even think about. Now, you can pay an extra $30 if you want to do it in advance, but if you do it at the gate, $45. Spirit CEO Ben Baldanza said having fewer carry-ons will help empty the plane faster. He said the idea is to get customers to pay for individual things that they want while keeping the base fare low. The beauty of it is that they will do what they think is best for them and will have the choice. F.U. Spirit Airlines. That's the most ridiculous story I've heard in weeks. And I hear a lot of ridiculous stories, let me tell you. Does does that piss you off? I mean, I will go out of my way to never, ever, ever, never fly Spirit Airways. I don't know who they are. It sounds like they must be out of St. Louis or something like that. Um, it sounds like they must be a regional airline, and all. it's getting ridiculous. It's The airlines are getting ridiculous. If you want to charge for stuff, put it in the ticket price. Quit nickel and diming, people. It's bad karma, spirit. One of your planes are going to go down. It's bad, bad karma. So that's the new segment called FU. If you want to nominate anybody for FU, FU Business of the Week. Send me an email, rob at robblack.com, rob at Forty-five dollars? <laughs> I mean, I don't I flick no one off. I flick I give no one the bird. I like teaching little one and two year old kids how to flick uh give the bird because I think that's funny. But I I I've I don't do it. I've never intentionally flipped someone off. I think it's, it's, it shows that you're a class A moron if you're flipping people off. So if I cut someone off on the road and I do it unintentionally and they flip me off, what I do is I wave kindly at them because <laughs> that pisses them off even more and I think that's funny. But anyway, the FU award. And I'm flipping off Spirit Airways. I think that's the most ridiculous thing I've heard. $45 for a check bag? Like, How about a purse? Is that a check bag? No, no, not a check bag. Carry on, carry on. How about a kid? Is a kid a carry-on? Because you have to carry him on? I don't know, but this is angering me, and I don't know if I'm, I'm so good here. No double dip for housing. Let's talk about this that I've been teasing all day long. Evidence of a self-sustaining economic recovery. It's out there. It's hard to deny. Most recent Federal Reserve meeting officially ended its missive uh, and massive mortgage program of purchasing mortgages, which have helped keep mortgage rates low. So the Fed stopped buying mortgage-backed securities. Now, it's not planning on suddenly selling their holdings. The Fed will hang on to the vast bulk of them for at least several years. So it's going to allow the natural process of refinancing and principal repayment to gradually reduce the size of their portfolio. That's one of the first positives on why we're not going to see a double dip in housing. This is according to a guy named Robert Stein. Second, he says, I don't expect mortgage rates to suddenly spike. He said the Fed announced the eventual end to its mortgage purchases back in September 2009, when long-term mortgage rates were about 160 basis points above the yield on the 10-year Treasury. But today, even though the Fed's ended its program of the purchases, the spread between mortgage rates and the 10-year, is only 120 basis points. So the mortgage market's not having problems getting funding. And on the first one, they're going to hold on to this debt because what's important, and I didn't explain this to you, is the Fed said they're going to hold on to this debt and they're going to allow people to prepay their, uh, repay their mortgages back to them. They're not selling it to someone else. If they sold it to, say, Citigroup, Citigroup would have a massive debt that they're getting serviced, but they wouldn't be able to lend. Okay? So does that make sense to you that ultimately by holding on to this debt, our government is going to basically allow banks to step in? and and service part of the huge pot that is the mortgage world. Third on the list, why they think real estate prices will not double dip is observers of the mortgage market. know that the total amount of lending necessary to support the housing market in next year is not particularly large by historical standards. Now, again, this is an odd concept for real estate prices to go up. What you need is more lending into real estate. Got that idea. Got that idea real quick. And historically, we we're not overlent at this point in time because lower home prices, relatively low levels of sales, and the high loan-to-value ratios prevailed during the bubble years in the capital needed to support the housing market is not that substantial. So the average price of a home in America is $220,000. The typical homeowner now has a mortgage that's worth about 62% of their home's value. So if a buyer has to make a 20% down payment for a future home, With the debt that's retired by the previous owner of 62%, it's telling you that mortgage credit goes up by only 18%. So it's very doable. So this author who's writing an article on why real estate prices won't go lower in double debt, he's focusing primarily on the mortgage. Now, why is he doing that? And I've said the same thing. It's not that your home goes up and down in value because it very rarely does. It's the value of the mortgage that goes up and down in value. And most people just don't get the concept because, quite honestly, in the movie 2001, at the end, when you know, duh, 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 you're the apes, you're the monkeys looking up at the big rock of technology, and I'm the big rock of technology explaining it to you. So, the cost of mortgage is, is really what drives up real estate prices. And this guy's kind of agreeing with me. Fourth on his list of why real estate prices won't go lower is housing prices have fallen below fair value. Relative to rents, national average home prices are about 10% below fair value. And they're at the lowest level relative to replacement cost in more than 30 years. Markets are efficient. Participants in the housing market are well aware of the problems. People are saying, real estate's hurting right now. Let's go get it. Let's go get some of that shadow inventory. Let's get some of it out there. So in the past three months, some of the places with the largest excess inventories... Have had the biggest gains in prices like San Diego, Phoenix, and Las Vegas. Fifth on the list why this guy thinks real estate will not go further lower and double dip. He says the labor market, the last and the lagging economic indicators, it's finally fallen into place for a positive recovery in the economy. Private sector payrolls up 123000 in March. Now that is a freaking drop in the bucket. It's tiny. It's a baby step. You know babies take these little teeny tiny steps? It's a baby step. We're not jumping on the moon 20 yards. We're taking an inch at a time in the labor market. So yes, the housing market's taking it on the chin. The Fed's finally backing out of uh, government-sponsored help. It's a bruised market. It's a battered market. It's not fried. And this author thinks that in one year from now, we're going to be in better shape than we are today. Coming up after the break, I'm going to tell you why real estate prices will go lower. I just told you why real estate prices won't go lower. I'm going to tell you why they will go lower. And you decide. That's the beauty of the show. It's democracy. It lets you decide based on the information given to you. 800 345 5639. To get your calls in there. it's 800 345 5639. It's the Raw Black Show. I need your phone calls 800 345 5639. More stimulating talk.
1: Listening to The Rob Black Show on nine ten a.m. More stimulating talk. Call Rob now at
2: 1-800-345-5639. So tomorrow, I'm going to ask you for some questions on changing your life. A lot of this show is dedicated towards trying to get you to retirement with money, 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 money. I'm thinking about walking away from radio at the end of this year. Not 100% positive, but I'm pretty likely. I don't want to do 10 to noon a year from now. Been there, done that. That'll be two years, been there, done that. Um, I want drive time. I think I can help society and help the Bay Area a little bit more from 4 to 7. I'm not going to state my whole career on it. I'm not going to, you know, do or die with it, but I'd love it. So I'm going to ask you, what would you love to do tomorrow? And it's all based off the idea of two things. Heidi on her Facebook page put a little update that said, I need to make a change. And people were like, what, what husband job? What, what? Like that's how we all, that's how badly we all want to make a change. And yet we don't do it. And there's a Samuel Taylor Coleridge poem called Kubla Khan, which was based off an opium dream where he had a, a great, he wanted to live in a pleasure dome. He wanted the sun to shine on him with gardens that were bright Fruit-bearing trees. And yet, we do a lot of stuff to avoid those things. And I don't get us at times. Got a great email from someone who gets me. He says, Rob. This comes from Jeff, by the way. He goes, how about U.S. Airways? I book a direct flight first thing, 6 in the morning. And they reroute me to a stop in Phoenix for an hour. Last time I used those guys. So basically he wants me to do, throw them in the F.U. I'm going start a new segment called F.U., and if you know of any good audio clips from movies that are like, F you, like it has to be almost like a good redneck F you. Can't just be a standard angry F you. It has to be like a, it's got to have a little redneck trill in the voice. So, and I agree. That would suck. You do a direct flight and you do a, a layover in Phoenix. That would suck big time. And he also says your new business time segment is fantastic. Um, like on KGO, they tell us nothing substantial, all fluff. And what he's talking about is at the top of the hour, uh, at 11 o'clock, I do the national headlines, but I tell you what they actually mean. Like you see housing numbers and you go, Hey, that's good. The story sounds good. It must be good, but there's no substantial, you know, theory behind it. Let's go to Seth in Sonoma, 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. Hey, Seth. Hey,
0: how's it going, Rob? Good. Right on. Hey, I just had a quick question. Uh, I'm short-selling my house, and I'm just wondering uh, how that's going to affect my credit score. How much do you think?
2: Um, Long time. Five to seven years.
0: Five to seven years? Yeah. And what about point-wise?
2: Um, I don't actually know, the point-wise. Let me see if I can find it while we're talking. And thanks, okay. for the, thanks for the call. How long was Um, That's a good question. And here's the thing, Seth, is there's going to be a lot of you out there. There's going to be a lot of you, people who um, bankruptcy or foreclosures lose their homes. They're short selling them. They paid way too much for them. They bought at the wrong time with the wrong loan, and it's going to hurt them. Um, says three to five years, but the rules are changing. If your credit's really solid, your score won't drop as, dress- as drastically. So ultimately, what you're going to want to do is instantly start rebuilding your credit. And what that means is go out there and use credit. Go out there and get credit. If you can get like a Best Buy credit card where it's 20%, it's the most ridiculous thing you've ever heard. Go out there and get it and buy a TV and pay it off over six months. Don't pay it off over one month because that's not credit. That's not going to help, you know, show you as a paying back your creditor. So... Uh, I would get a secured credit card as soon as you can, Seth. And what a secured credit card means is you give the bank $500 and they give you a $500 credit card. And basically it's a big boy credit card. You're no longer wearing diapers. You go out there and you spend $100 on a dinner and it'll deduct 15 to $20 out of your, your $500. Unless you send in the payment like a big boy. So it can't hurt your credit. It could help your credit. It can't hurt your credit. It looks like a good 100-plus points So is is what I'm seeing from credit.com. And I I don't think that's a pure answer because it's also going to base on what sort of credit score you had in the first place. Um, 65 points or more if it's marked settled for less than full amount. When possible, a homeowner misses one payment, they stay 30. Yeah, so at least 65 to 100 points is what it seems like. It depends on where you're coming from. But again, I think the best advice I can give you is go rebuild your credit right here, right now. Okay, let's talk about, earlier in the show, I talked about why your home prices won't fall. Let's talk about the other side of it. There's an economist named Edward Glasser, and he's an economist at Harvard. And he's talking about why your home price won't go up. Isn't this just a damnation game? where we can't get a straight answer. So for the fifth month in a row, Case-Shiller Index, for the month of January, it came out, it showed essentially flat prices. So people are saying, hey, flat's not down. Now, it's been 10 months since prices stopped their free fall, and there's a lot to like in price stability, not only relative to price crashes, but also relative to price booms. Price stability is good. It gives us time to digest. So, we digest the gains, we digest the losses. One reason a lot of people have come to expect consistent housing prices increases, and this is where the the BS, this is where the FU goes, the real estate agents out there, is because they keep talking about a home as an asset, when in reality it's it's a liability. Stocks are assets. You spend $100, you own a stock. You spend $100 and you don't own nothing in real estate, especially if it's a 30-year loan where... You owe them another $100 next month and another $100 a month after that, another 100 months. Like, it's always there. So people buy stocks are giving someone else the use of their money. And that's a big difference. The only way that deal persists and goes on is if the investors get a decent return on their money, either in the form of hefty dividends or rising stock prices. Now, in a home, they're different because you're not giving someone else the money. You're giving yourself the money. Houses pay hefty dividends to their owners in the form of living space. That's the real return on on a home. The basic economics of housing doesn't point to perpetual price growth. The basic economics of investing in stocks does. You're only going to give your money to a person once if they don't go out and get a return. Now, Americans, by and large, 66 to 68% of us own a home. So the idea that someone else is going to pay more, we ain't got that many suckers out there. Now, some pundits look at the ratio between housing prices and income to see, like, where are we going to go with, with home prices. I've got a million-dollar home. I need someone who makes 250000 or more to buy my home. That's the basic idea. Now, if it's going to be $2 I need someone who makes $500,000 or more to buy my home. I need higher wages forever, not minimum wages going up from 10 bucks to 11 bucks. I need some freaking higher wages. So that the pool of people on the high end getting smaller and smaller, unless we get wage inflation Now, the pool of people on the lower end, it's pretty good because we keep adding population to this country, Now, declining construction costs, rising incomes. It's leading the ratio of housing value to income to drop by more than 40% from 1980 to 2000. In places like Houston and Minneapolis and Phoenix. So that's all good. Now, declining construction costs have not always led to declining home prices because homes have two other crucial ingredients, land and permits. And when those factors aren't scarce and they're not scarce in America, the construction prices dominate the price and that should ultimately be flat. So the question is, like, we overpay for what are called superstar cities. New York, San Jose, San Francisco, Boston where ultimately prices have arisen much more steadily over time, over income. But that's it. That's it. San Jose remains one of the most expensive metropolitan areas in the United States. So we kind of like, we see San Francisco and San Jose and we go, "Woo! this is the norm. But these are just two cities. And we don't have that many you know, replicatable cities like this across the country as far as expecting real estate prices to go higher. Boston, New York, San Francisco, San Jose, they exploded housing prices from 1980 to 2000. And when you say exploding, how many times can you explode? As a man, once a night? As a balloon, once in your lifetime? How many times can you explode? So real estate prices we know exploded on the upside. So how many, there's man-made limits on construction. Huge minimum lot sizes, vast preservation districts. Long-run price growth in these areas is more of an anomaly than a norm. So this economist out of Harvard, I think he's making some pretty good points. Saying, you know, wages on, on high-end areas just aren't going to go up that much more. Ultimately, you're going to pay your attorney $400 an hour, maybe 450 an hour. But at some point in time, you're going know, to go, F you, man! I'm going to go with a law student who's making 200 Or I'm going to go with LegalZoom and do it for free. Well, not for free. But the high-end jobs drive real estate. The economy drives real estate. And at some point in time, it becomes too damn pricey. You know, I bought a million-dollar-plus home. I don't expect to make money on it. Now, I'm the most normal person you know. I've got some perversions, but you do too. I don't expect to make money on my home. I expect it to be a great value for my living space. So keep in mind, like, in the Bay Area... We're, we're, we're junkies because we see San Jose tons of freaking jobs San Francisco tons of freaking jobs the peninsula tons of freaking jobs but that ain't the rest of America there's tons of freaking land across America in between those jobs it's Rob black show nine ten a.m. tomorrow come strong to the microphone what would you be doing if you didn't have to chase this this rat race of saving money Let's do a little poetry. Let's do a little insight. Don't forget, Friday, I'm giving away a four-pack of Quake tickets, freebies on Friday. Ooh, a freebie Friday. Could that be a, a recurring theme? <laughs> no, but it could be. You got any FUs, any companies that you want to say, FU, stop screwing us? Send them to me, rob at robblack.com, rob at robblack.com. I'm all done for the day. I love you. It's Rob Black Show, 9, 10 a.m. Well, come on and let
0: me